G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Well, it's the start of a brand new week for our markets. And um, in this particular episode, I just want to go through, you probably know this, that we're not doing as many podcasts uh, of late, but we are going into a little bit, I am going into a little bit more detail on the um, just little lessons and pointers that I'm hoping that uh, the listeners of the show are able to pick up on to make them think, because a lot of what we do here at Trader Cobb, of course, it's about teaching and sharing perspectives and sharing our strategy and our knowledge and providing you with the opportunity to opt in to, you know, get the full gambit of all that we offer with our trading and community and whatnot. But the other side of it is for those that haven't committed to their trading journey and, you know, uh, doing my course and whatnot, um, that's absolutely fine. I still want to bring you snippets that is uh, of value to you, to you, and uh, hopefully you'll get something out of this one. And today I wanted to discuss our place in the market. Of course, I will go through the top ten and and do all of that as I always do on the shows. And uh, yeah, it, it really got me thinking over the weekend. As you know, I spoke last week and said, okay, Bitcoin's looking a little bit shaky. As in, you know, we had seen the run up, which was, you know, face melting. It was a 50 odd percent run up. Uh, and then, you know, the last two or three weeks, we've really slowed down sort of sitting between, I don't know, 22.5 and, uh, you know, about about 24,000 peaking at uh, 24.274 um, on the 2nd of February last week. So it's been in a bit of a range. It's been up, it's been down, it's been all over. But now that we've got divergence starting to come into the chart and we are now on, we've had four consecutive days of selling starting the 2nd of Feb, down 1% on that day, the next day, but down 0.23, then down half a percent yesterday, closing down 1.64%. So we are starting to see a little bit of a sell-off happening here. And this is the time where generally people start to question themselves or ask themselves these questions, which is, should I take some profit? And as I spoke to last week, it'll be very interesting to see how this most recent rally in Bitcoin holds and if indeed it holds at all. Um, and the the reason I say if it holds at all is, again, coming back to last week's show, um, you know, bottom line is this, have people just taken, you know, the people that were buying or dollar cost averaging through the months of, let's say, November uh, through to early Jan, you know, before the 10th. Anyone who is dollar cost averaging throughout that period uh, will most likely, will definitely, if they're dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin uh, or Ethereum or any number of the top 10, will be in some pretty darn good profit, as I said, you know, from the, the uh, it was a 54% run up. So even if you're in, say, 30, 40% of profit, that's a very, very good profit. And also to add to that, over a very short space of time. So this is where the questions start to come in. The questions start to come in as, oh, geez, is Bitcoin going to fall? Are we going to see new lows this year in this, what has been a very strong bear market? Uh, I mean, the whole of 2022 was essentially a bear market. Will 2023 set new lows? This is a question that none of us have the answers to. So how do we navigate that? If we don't have the answers, but we are in the market, We've got to start to think about some of the options that we've got. And I speak of this a lot in my courses, a lot in pretty much all of my content. And that is, what is the least worst case scenario? 
So let's say that you know you've been dollar cost averaging throughout uh, that November to January, early January period, and you are in some good profit. But just on those positions, you might have been holding other positions that have been down significantly. Well, how do we split that up, and how do we manage our own psychology as we come into what could become an uncertain period? And I know that as soon as the market starts to fall especially after a very big run. There is a lot of noise out there on social media of, oh, Bitcoin's going to do this and Bitcoin's going to do that. Typically, I avoid that noise. Well, not typically. I always avoid that noise. I also avoid when people say, oh, here's a repeated pattern. This is la da 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 Because at the end of the day, it, it, just because it's done in the past doesn't mean it's going to do it exactly the same. And it's very easy uh, with hindsight, to be able to find something that you know fits your narrative as to what message you're trying to get across. And I really try not to do that. I do look at history. I do present that forward to give thoughts and ideas and my perspectives. But um, there's never a solid, oh, this is what's going to happen type thing. I, I just don't think there's any amount of certainty like that in the market. The only certainty I bring to the market is the certainty that I will be trading my checklist systems and that's about it. So are you an investor for long term? The dollar cost averaging that you did throughout, I'm speaking to those that were dollar cost averaging through that period that are now in profit. Were you buying just for a 30, 40, maybe 25% run? If that's the case, execute. Take some profits or take all of your profit. That's up to you to do. Or were you buying at those levels waiting for the next potential very strong bull run for which we take out the all-time highs and we set new all-time highs for a considerable period of time like we saw in or throughout 2017 and like we saw throughout 2020 and 21 or you know you got to think your entry point is your entry point what's your exit point and this is why trading and for, for those that are not traders i know i, I hear it all the time oh, i don't trade because i'm an investor and i just hold or hodl well, that's fine. I got no beef with hodlers. I mean, look, I'm a hodler to a certain extent as well with my investments. Um, sometimes people are forced to be hodlers because they don't want to take the hit from their highs that they had. The thing is, is that without a plan, you'll always be a hodler and you'll never actually benefit your life and um, you know make things perhaps a little bit easier or buy that new car or give that money to charity or whatever it may be that are your goal set, your set of goals. It's important to have a plan in place, and that's why with trading, we always have a plan for the trade. Trade your plan and plan your sorry, plan your trade and trade your plan. Now, for those investors out there that, that tell me, "Oh, I don't need to do trading, or I don't want to because I'm an investor," I, I get that you don't have to go and trade. But what would be very, very valuable is to start to take some of the elements and strengths of a trader and apply that to your own investing. Man, the amount of times that I've heard stories or seen people that tell me, "Oh, man, I'm, I'm down eighty percent of my portfolio." Well. You didn't need to be, you know, you can be down 80% on whatever you decided to hold on to, but we should always be looking to lock in our profits. The question is, are you someone who's looking for the big gain long-term? If that's the case, you won't be selling now. Or was your plan to get in and look for a quick profit and then get out? The conundrum that many people will face is that they never planned anything in the first place. They were just dollar cost averaging into the market without any real structure or plan or exit strategy. And that's when the emotions start to come in. That's when the questions of what we're doing starts to come in. It's when we see our portfolio up a certain amount. And then we see a few days, like we've just seen four days in a row, as I say, of it clawing its way back down and we start to panic. We start to get worried. Is Bitcoin going to fall? Is my portfolio going to fall? And, and the memories of you know 2022 and other bear markets that we've been through start to flood back and cause pain for the individual. So it's having a plan 
of where you're getting in and why you're getting in at that level. If your plan was to dollar cost average in and hold to the next all-time high, stick to that plan. Don't question yourself. Leave it as it is. If your plan was to get in and take a quick profit over time or perhaps take some profit, if you put, say, $10,000 into Bitcoin as an example, now it's worth, say, fifteen as an example, then maybe take the five off the top. Now you've only got exposure of five in the market because you've scaled out half of your position. You've, you've minimized your risk from 10,000, which was your initial capital that you put in. And now you are down to having only five at risk while still holding $10,000 of Bitcoin. But again, like I say, the planning pro, the, the point for planning is not post the position. The point for planning is not post the position. That's a very difficult one to say. You've got to plan your trade first and then execute that. So if you are in that position where you are questioning things and you are slightly concerned, typically people get concerned when they haven't taken profits because the position still has, well, all the risk on. It's called risk on when you have not taken any profits. And that's why when we're trading, although I don't always do this, if the conditions are very, very good, sometimes I won't scale out at one-to-one and I will look for a bigger move there. But most of the time, and certainly what I teach to my students, especially those that are new to the market, is to scale out at one-to-one, which means that your exposure, if the position comes back and hits your stop loss, is nil. That way, your psychology is in check. You can go hunting for new trades without knowing that you've got risk on on that particular position. So I don't have an answer for you as to what you could do if you are asking yourself these questions. What I've tried to produce here is a number of different scenarios for which you can consider to get yourself some clarity, to ease that tension and to just know that you're comfortable in the decisions that you've made because you've made them for whatever the reason may be. Stick to that plan. Don't just have it in your head either. Write it down. Write it down. When we're trading and I'm teaching people, the course always suggests to take trading screenshots, so screenshots of each of your trades so that you are able to go back and review and refresh. And because I work from a checklist system, literally ticking boxes. It's very easy to go back through after the trade has been completed. So you can go through and go, have I missed anything here? Have I executed this trade flawlessly? Because a trader is not defined by his profits, his or her profits. I mean, obviously that is part of the game, but ultimately you can have profits right away from day one without doing any education, without having any clue. That doesn't mean you're going to have longevity as a trader or as an investor, in fact. So having that ability to improve, but having a roadmap for what you should be doing and comparing it to what you have done in the past will point out some of the flaws that you need to work on. So I hope that finds you well. Now we'll go into the top 10 and talk about the state of our markets coming into a fresh new week on the 6th of February. Okay, so as I said yesterday, Bitcoin was down 1.64%, and it's the first time in four weeks that we have seen a red or seller candle on Bitcoin. It's still in a weekly uptrend. Last week, we did close the weekly down 3.42%, and uh, although it's not a great deal, it's still down, all right? which is fine. Uh, as I say, the weekly is in an uptrend. The moving averages are in the correct order for my trading style. The 10 above the 20 period moving average and a pullback, I did mention it last week, could be on the cards. Now, as far as looking for shorts, sure, I can be looking for shorts because when I go down to the four hour, we do in fact have a four hour downtrend here on Bitcoin. 
for me, if I was to get a position, the two things that I would need to weigh up, whether it be on Bitcoin or any other markets out there right now, is that our daily Bitcoin chart is still very much in a consolidation. We have not broken down through anything of significance. The uptrend is still in play. Sure, it's slowing. Sure, there's daily divergence there. But currently, we do not have any real strength to the downside. So if you are to take a short position, you need to understand this. Number one, your short position is going to be carrying uh, you know, the potential for a very good profit if the market does decide to capitulate and go woof and head south. So there's potential for very good profits around these times if the market does have the bottom fall out of it. The other side of it is what if we just consolidate sideways for some time? You're going to be in a position with your rollover costs each and every day. Now, whilst this should not stop you from trading or deter you in any way, shape or form, as long as you're managing your risk and trading your trading plan, it is something to be aware of the potential for upside if the market falls hard is very very good because it has had a very strong move to the upside if it goes sideways now nah, it's going to be a bit boring you can always wait for confirmation or take a position with some managed risk and just see how you go with that with the stop loss in place you're only going to lose one percent maximum if you're following my rules so on from bitcoin at twenty two thousand eight hundred ninety, currently down 0.17 percent right now today onto ethereum which last week uh, saw a decline, not much though, only down 1%. It closed the week at $1,628, still finding resistance around that $1,680 mark that I've spoken of a little bit. The daily, however, look, it's it looks a little bit stronger than Bitcoin in the sense of the trend cyclicity on that daily, but we cannot and will not discount the fact that there is resistance at $1,680 currently. We are sitting currently down 0.2% at $1,625. From there, we go on to Binance. And Binance Daily has, look, it did quite well the back end of last week, actually. It pushed on quite nicely to continue that trend running to the upside. Uh, we have seen two days of selling yesterday down 0.82%. So far today, down 0.9%, sitting at 320 $5.20. But in uh, in other news, the weekly did close up for Binance last week at uh, up 3.4%. Interesting to see what happens here with Binance, given we don't have a weekly uptrend or downtrend. Uh, the best trend that I'm seeing uh, right now on Binance is probably the 12-hour. Uh, it smooths things out quite nicely, down 0.8%. XRP closed down yesterday at 3%, sitting at 39 cents, down 0.35 of a percent today. A very ugly looking chart, to be honest, on the daily, very much in a consolidation. The lows of 38.5 cents, if taken out on the daily, will put XRP into a daily downtrend. Uh, the weekly last week for XRP did close down, down 3.5%, just a tad more than that. Yesterday we saw Doge sell off 3.8%. Today it's sitting at point no, sorry, 9.1 cents, down 0.6 of a percentage point. Last week, Doge interestingly did close up, up 2.22%. Again, not a very pretty chart. Um, the daily did have a bit of a trend going. It's not looking all that crash hot. Again, we need some momentum to come into our market as a whole. On to Cardano next, which closed down 1.74%. It did actually hit a low of 38.2 cents before closing at 39.2, so a pretty decent little bounce there. Today, it's been a bit volatile. It's, uh, it's shot up in the last sort of uh, few hours, um, and then it has since come back. We are flat for the day at 39.2 cents, and last week, uh, it did close down, but only down 1.3% uh, 
after four weeks of moving higher there for Cardano. Next up is Matic, which does, in fact, have probably one of the better daily uptrends in our top 10 at the current time. Uh, yesterday, selling off down 4%. Currently today, down 0.4% at $1.19. Last week, in fact, having a green candle, up 2.2% there for Matic. Dot, not a bad looking trend on the daily, but it is divergent and it's not all that strong, I've got to be honest. It's up half a percent today, which makes it the leader uh, to the upside for our top 10. It's sitting at $6.66. Ooh. And uh, last week, look, it closed up, but only just up 0.4 of a percent. That being said, it's the fifth week of green for Dot. From DOT to Solana, it's down 0.3% today at $23.39 yesterday, closing down 3.5%, a very sideways chart at the moment after a very strong run up. Now, this pullback that we've seen last week on Solana ended up being 10% uh, to the downside. Keep in mind, however, that uh, it was only, what, one, two, three, four, five, six weeks ago that we were down around $8. So from the low to the high, it's managed to climb 240% to pretty much get close to regaining uh, where it was prior to the uh, Alameda um, you know, debacle. It's sitting at $23.38 right now. And if it does start to slide, it will be one that I'll be very interested in shorting given the size of the run it has recently had. Uh, $23.38 for Solana. Wrapping up our top 10, uh, we go to Sh- <coughs> excuse me, Sheba. Sorry about that. Let me get some water in. Uh, Toshiba, which, um, well, look, it had a brilliant Friday up 15.5%, a massive leader. I'm not quite sure why the dog coins have come back, but hey-ho, uh, Shiba Inu has certainly done that. It's up 0.6% today, which is now surpassed uh, Dot as the best performer. And uh, last week, well, last week was a doozy. It is its fifth week in a row up, and it closed up 18.3%. So that is the podcast for today, brought to you by yours truly, Craig Cobb, founder of TraderCobb.com. And look, I really want your help. I would like to ask for your help. If you have got this far through this episode, I'm going to ask you one thing. If you haven't gone to register for our Become a Trader course, totally free on the TraderCobb.com website. You've also got free access to the Discord group. If you haven't done that, if you haven't done that, and you know, you, you're in the markets, please. Do me a favor, go and sign up for it. It is obligation free. There is no over a certain period, then you pay. No, if you decide that you want to do more, you do more. But for now, all I'm asking is that you get the knowledge that you need to prepare you for either the next bear market or bull market. It is going to improve your trading and overall understanding of markets, and it is going to be of value. Now, if you are somebody who has done the Become a Trader course or the Become a Master course, which is the full three strategies, of course, then I'm just going to ask outright. You know, I do a lot for you guys for free. I do as much as I can to provide you with understanding of this market and my expertise and interviewing people and so on and so forth. And I've done this for free without being paid for any interview for five years. All I'm asking is you see if you can get a couple of mates on to that Become a Trader course. So they'll have the Slack support there. Sorry, not Slack, Discord support there that is also associated for free with our program and it would mean the world to me we need to get more people inside our front door and i thought you know what i've been a pretty good guy over the years well i hope so anyway certainly haven't done anything on purpose um and if you like what we're about 
I am asking, speak to your mates at Smoker. Let them know. Let them know about us. Speak to your office buddy. Speak to your family, whatever it may be. But give us a bit of a good rap and get them on to the Become a Trader course. All they have to do is go to tradercob.com and it's there, available to all for free. Have a great day and I'll speak to you again throughout the week. I hope you're well and bye for now.